Welcome to the Yumiverse podcast. We're your hosts, Jeffrey and Odette. Together, we have thousands of hours of yoga and meditation experience. Here, you get to be butterflies on the wall and listen in on our joyous spiritual conversations about how these practices have and continue to transform us. Thank you for joining. <sighs> Great. All right. So we're here. We're here. Right. And we are on episode six, which is pretty amazing. Um, it is. Yeah. Does it feel like six? <laughs> yeah, it does. It yeah. does to me. It feels like we're not at the beginning. We're kind of found our flow and. Yeah. Yeah. We're just hopping on a different part of the train. Yeah. Oh, I like that. We, we caught it already, though. <laughs> yeah, we caught it. <laughs> we're riding. We're riding for sure. And we have people asking. So there's people that are enjoying what we're doing here already. So that's awesome. Um, so today I figured I got to meditate this morning for a good amount, probably 45 minutes. And um, I definitely felt like in that moment or in that period that, I don't know, there's a, quite a bit. It's always different as we as we talk about. The energy is always different. And sometimes, and I've mentioned this in the past, as I am meditating, uh, I can see things that are to manifest. I mean, anyone can. I mean, if you just consider that thoughts are, you know, ultimately manifestations in the physical world, that was definitely some stuff that I had uh, today. And it kind of reminded me of three. <laughs> I think I told you, I was like, oh, oh episode, yeah, episode, episode three. three, where I was meditating that night before for like two hours, or I was doing a lot of yoga. And then I meditated and then that same thing that morning. And then it, it didn't happen that way. But it was because it's almost like there was intended to be and it went a completely different direction. And I always talk about how there's and I even talked with you about this recently, about how there's these propensities um, like energetically for things to occur. But it doesn't mean it's going to actually manifest that way, which is that kind of free choice aspect where we're molding it. Um, so the reason I'm mentioning that is because today I had some things come to me and then and then uh, you would text me about some of those things that were similar. So um, as I mentioned before, I like to kind of give it to you and kind of see what you're feeling and where you're at. And there was any particular topics that uh, arise. Last time we talked in depth about manifestation. Uh, that was our longest one yet. I enjoyed that mm -hmm. one a lot. And I still felt like there was more energy there and I was willing to keep going. But yeah, that was like, I think, an hour and 45 minutes. Um, and then we've talked a little bit about manifestation since then. Um, what I like to call synchronicity, some people call those different things where you are aligned with something, you feel it, you're not really attached to it. And then something happens nearly instantly, um, that affirms that, that either the person you were thinking about or the thing you were thinking about shows itself or reveals itself in some way. And, yes. uh, yeah. And we've talked a little bit about that since then. So I didn't know if we wanted to follow up with that a little bit or. I love that idea. Um, we had talked about you flowing more mm -hmm. converse, conversationally last time. Yeah. Kind of letting the racehorse out, if you will, and just keep and just flow. Yeah. And something you just said, I wanted to offer an example about. And everybody knows what this is like. If they're tuned in in any way, is that feeling of coincidence? Like, oh, I was just thinking about that person. And then. 
They called me, maybe not right then, but it could happen right then. But then they message you later that day or the next day. Yep. It's like this feeling of them or just thinking about, oh, yeah, I wonder how they're doing. And it feels kind of random. Yeah. If if there's no other thoughts around it and then it seems very coincidental or like, oh, that's really strange. I was just talking about that. Mm -hmm. I remember before I really understood the, the power of my mind and the reflections, how often I would say that and I would hear other people say that. Wow, I was just talking about that. I was just watching something like that. I was just saying that to this person. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, yeah, absolutely not a coincidence. I think what I'd like us to start with is. How do we be in that state more? I think that's such a fun state to be in mm-hmm. where it's not just this once in a while kind of thing. Yeah, where it can be this almost all day long and you're getting feelings about things and then they happen like good things, good things that you actually want or simply that simply that awareness. I, I'd like to know how to do that, how to be in that place more. Yeah. Yeah, I love that, too, because even for me, and I mention this a lot to people, if that's not happening, then I quickly recognize it and I think, wow, I'm not in flow, you know, and it's so subtle versus other people or maybe the average person potentially where they're thinking, well, this is not a great day. But for me, not a great day is not witnessing the magic. (laughs) And so Mm. and so if I'm aware that I'm not noticing those things that people call coincidence, which is just a word, you can say that just means that you're acknowledging things that you're giving attention to than manifesting or synchronizing or whatever. Or you could call them synchronicities or instant manifestations or whatever. It's just a word. But there is a way to be in that flow. And what I always talk about from my experience is that those are, and that's literally what we were just talking about before we started this. And that is the propensity of things to occur. And then in the beginning of this podcast, and that is there's this field of things that are happening. And then when you're in flow, you are in harmony with it. And so the thoughts that you are having are because you're in those states, those higher states that you're connected to that then are to manifest. And so it's fun to be there because you feel like you're part of the flow and you are observing it kind of before it happens and you're molding it too, which is why I'm saying it's not always going to play out exactly that way. But when you're aware of it and you're kind of just flowing with it, you don't really care to like change it. You just want to kind of be happy and joyful and witnessing it. So when people are first noticing these things and for years, like you said, especially in the beginning, it's like, oh, that's a coincidence. And you can even in hindsight, look back and go, man, I used to say that all the time. Not all the time, but even if it was a couple times a month or even once a month, then to then to acknowledge that it's not a coincidence and it's something that is part of what you're doing. That's what then starts to change it. You have to then acknowledge that it's something that you're doing as opposed to just something that's happening. That's the main shift. Then when that shift happens, then you start to observe more of those things because you've acknowledged that it's something that is a little bit more intentional and deliberate than just happenstance. And for me, if, if at least in particular to my experience, that was the first thing was acknowledging that it wasn't just random and then noticing more of those and then giving my attention to that and then starting to notice the patterns of how that was happening. So at the, mm-hmm. at, to me, it, that's kind of the first level of that. Just the acknowledgement 
Oh, yes, absolutely. Because it's like it's like the dawning of your your new consciousness, (laughs) (laughs) because otherwise it's so easy to write it off like, oh, well, that's a kind of a fluke thing that just happened there. (laughs) Even even if it seems so unlikely, even if there's a coincidence, it's like there's no way that could be a coincidence. Yeah, if there if there isn't that ownership of it, it, it is easy to kind of recover from that amazing feeling and and kind of fall back asleep and hmm. and yeah. right and just keep going as usual so you're i think you're totally right about that but then you know as i said even for me personally sometimes i'll go almost a whole day and then i'm noticing why is that not happening and then i do whatever i need to to feel that state and then notice it start happening again. And as soon as it does, I start appreciating it. I'm like, oh, there it is. And I don't even care what it is. I just notice that it's happening and I'm aware that I'm aligned. But it's not. You're noticing that what's happening? The synchronicities or ah, manifestations. Okay. It's like, oh, well, that just happened. You know, it doesn't have to be something that's relevant to, say, a big project or something that I'm wanting to happen. But the fact that it's happening and I'm aware of it, it could just be a certain number. That I was talking to, it it doesn't have to be something that's extremely intentional. I mean, it's just, okay, Mm -hmm. well, I'm not noticing these things. And now I was giving my attention to various things very apparently. And here they are manifesting, you know, within an hour or so in very extremely obvious ways. And then just the acknowledgement of that keeps that happening more so for throughout the rest of the day. And then so on and so forth to the next day and so on. But then... Also, it's acknowledging what stopped me from being in that place. And then that to me is kind of that that quote work or process of acknowledging when and how I got off track. And it's funny because I thought about this yesterday and this is related. And there's these processes of that, which is quote work. But it's like you don't have to make it so much work. You can just recognize that you are aligned and in flow or not. You don't have to go back and then try to understand in so much detail what took you off. Just get back on. And I kind of thought about that yesterday because early on, as it pertains to kind of the things we're talking about, I would spend a lot of time, not not necessarily meditation, but kind of just sitting with myself and seeing when and how all those things happened. And that was part of my progression. I would do that kind of as I was getting into deeper states of meditation too, so that I could understand how and why I was doing that so that I didn't do it again. But then after a certain point, I realized I don't need to do that. I just need to be aligned now. (laughs) But that was part of the process and it overlapped kind of with the things we're talking about as I was developing that awareness that nothing was coincidental. Every single thing was me. So how do we do those more often? How do we stay in that flow more often? For me, it's always acknowledging it. And then appreciating it as soon as we're aware of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I guess we were talking specifically about coincidences in quotes, mm-hmm. right? So not that reality isn't magical all the time. Mm-hmm. And that is that totally is a perception, whether it is or not, whether it's a bad day or good day or magical day. It's really where we're putting our attention and our focus. I feel like that coincidence feeling is magical for people. It's like, oh my gosh, like I was just thinking about you and you called or <laughs> it feels like it's this little blip in the mundane everydayness. Yeah. And yeah, just even without those, though, even without those things, without waiting for something like that to happen. I feel like maybe you're saying you could just you could start feeling that way right now, right here. Yes. yes. And then they will and start then, happening. 
Exactly. Because then <laughs> yeah. you'll be in, and I guess what we're calling that state, that flowing state. Yeah. And yeah, you're not in like a waiting state or a state where everything's kind of humdrum, <laughs> like yeah. the same. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's an unconditional state. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like mu- music really helps me. Music. Me too. It moves my mood so easily if I allow it, like whatever I can choose which songs I'm going to listen to. And there's the vibrations of the songs and the words, the lyrics. Yeah. I can like listen to any genre of music and feel the way that the song is. So for me, if I really want to change how I feel pretty quickly, I know that is conditional, but it's a helpful tool for me for sure to put on music and just, yeah, really go with whatever the vibe of the music is. Yeah, I agree. That helps. And there's times where I'll do that and then no music is working. And I'm like, OK, I guess I'm not supposed to be using music right now. And then I'll do like a quick five minute meditation and then I'll get on and whatever app I use and then I'll just play something randomly. And then something new will come in that I've never heard. And it just resonates so strongly. Yes. And it's because it's like I've used all those patterns already. Mm. And I'm supposed to be evolving and expanding because we're never, ever stagnant. And so if I'm always going back to the same songs, then I'm, st- I'm stuck. And these are at the subtle, more subtle levels, though. It's not like I'm in extreme despair and I need something to bring me out. It's just, ooh, I'm not aligned. I want to be aligned. You know, but that's such a subtle state <laughs> to, to acknowledge because mm. most people are having to get to something extreme that is then manifesting in an extreme way. And when I say extreme, it's a, that's a relative word. And, and I just yes. mean like, you know, sad even is extreme potentially yes. depending on how you're referring to it. But I just mean, OK, I can feel I'm not aligned. I can feel that I'm not necessarily on a downward trend but I I'm not connected. And so I want to be that way <laughs> because I know the difference and I'll try to use music. And in that moment it won't work because it's the same stuff I've already used. And it doesn't mean those songs are no longer good and I can never listen to them again. It just means in that moment, there is a reason I'm supposed to be doing something different, not just always doing the exact same thing. But meditation is a tool that is, that is unconditional. Because it is just with self. You're not having right, to use yes. music or anything. It's just because sometimes I will meditate with music, and it, but it won't work. And I can feel it. And I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to be in silence right now. And then as soon as I get there and I feel that connection, then I attract a new song that I was asking for that just really resonates where I'm already at. And then I'm just, it, it's just, it's the perfect microcosm to the macrocosm. Meaning I changed it within that five minutes and I attracted a new song gives evidence to what I just did, which then adds momentum to what I'm feeling, moving me up even faster and faster and higher and higher. And then th- that whole moment is just magic all within like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So that's a perfect example of something I do and have done many times where it's completely unconditional, although I'm adding conditions to it that I am attracting to, to help move that trend upward. So it right. starts unconditional but then I observe the conditions that I'm attracting to then move. So it's not like, you know, you're all we're in a void and nothing should be given attention to. <laughs> no, it's just not giving attention to the conditions that are not desired. That's that's why I keep saying it's a perfect or not keep saying, but just said it's the perfect micro to the macro. 
that's a perfect tiny little s- sampling of that. I didn't use a condition to do it, but then I add the conditions to it to keep it moving in the direction I want it to. Because you can do the same thing on the reverse end of that. You can feel not so good and then have something bad happen and go, see, it stays bad. And now it's getting worse and worse and worse. And you just keep adding <laughs> the conditions to it to go there. And then over time, that feels normal to do that. Yeah. And then people think this is just life. Right. And that becomes like your everyday state that you're you're used to interacting with people about or on. Like you just don't you might not even realize that that's your normal and so it's like you don't really know how to interact besides complain, <laughs> complaining about things and like, yeah. oh, well, yeah, it's like it's, it's a lovely day. Yeah, well, there's a, this, it might snow tomorrow. Did you see that? <laughs> and it's like no one's no one's I really believe no one is is trying to everyone's just trying to feel the feel the best with what they know, know how to to do. I just know, like. These these feelings of not even like like really high emotion, because on the end of a really high positive emotion is an equally low negative emotion that you could vacillate between. Yeah. But I I like the flowing idea where it's it doesn't have to be this extra anything. You're just really aware and clear. And it's like the magic shows itself to you because you're clear and you're not clouded with all this other stuff. Maybe it circles back to our conversation about meditation last time that meditation helps you clear. It just helps you tune. Yes. It's not about interjecting anything or trying to wedge a positive thought. Yeah. (laughs) So I like that. That's yeah. I don't, I think this is so helpful for people who are really in their heads because I know I am like that (laughs) sometimes Mm -hmm. and I'm, I am getting better at letting go of my thinking brain yeah and yeah feeling because you're right like if you stop and think about things and why did that happen and it slows you down and you're not ahead of anything anymore yeah just keep thinking about and analyzing about (laughs) and trying trying to predict about or yeah so and that's that's perfect 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 all that was so perfectly said because oh and the sun just came out <laughs> the sun just came out. Yeah, it was <laughs> might overcast. be snowy, but maybe yeah. the sun will come out. Yeah, it was overcast this whole time until just this moment. So, um, but anyways, uh, yeah, that's perfectly said because if and it goes back to everything we always talk about, how if people don't realize it's them, then of course they're always going to respond to the conditions. But these conversations, especially this one, it just keeps giving more um, kind of understanding to those how that works especially in those subtle ways like i gave an example personally like we just did with the music but then like you were saying people might be that way for all of their lives so how do you suddenly test that or play with that or you know (laughs) start trying to have a relationship with that it doesn't happen immediately but you start small and meditation is that best tool and you saying what you said about uh you know, like analyzing that's, that is the most prominent thing because that's so prevalent in our world. That's so prevalent because that's what everything is. That's what we've created culturally, collectively. It's like we analyze data, like everything is data. And so we try to look at data and say, well, this is this, and therefore it's going to be this. And here's this trend. And, you know, it's like, that's what we've literally 
created our world to be right now, right now. (laughs) And so, of course, that's what people also then live their own personal worlds by. But all that does is just keep the same way of being active and the same experiences happening. And ultimately, if you're relinquishing your control to the external, it's going to slowly but surely get a little bit less and less controlled because people are trying to control it externally. So it does get a little bit worse over time, but that's because we're all being, we're all asking to have more understanding and control. That's why it's not because it's a Mm. bad thing. It's because we're all wanting to understand ourselves more. That's why we're here. That's why we're physically focused. I think something that you said that really helped me earlier was you don't think your thoughts. It's like you think you're thinking them yourself, but something the way you said it earlier was you you're in a certain vibration. You're in a certain state. You said something like you're, you don't think the thoughts you're receiving the thoughts. And for me, from the, the way that we're taught that our minds work and that thoughts work, it doesn't, we're not taught anything like that. Of course. Um, yeah. So that just as a concept though, it doesn't even matter if, if that even was a real thing, it's just a, a way of approaching the concept of, of thought. But it can even be practiced. Like, that's why nothing I say, (laughs) you've heard, I say this, I always say this. Don't take anything I say as truth. Just try it. (laughs) Just practice it. The reason I brought that up is because if you, if you even play with that idea that you're not thinking your thoughts, but you receive them, I feel like that helps with flowing more. It's like, okay, I don't have to try to think another thought. How do I, how do I move my whole being, my whole state into a new place. And then I'll just have yes. these thoughts come in for me. That feels more flowy than pushing your thoughts out against whatever. And like, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it's not, a, it's not a bad day. It's a great day. And you really don't feel yeah, that. Because then you're for, then you're faking it anyways, from an energetic standpoint, you can't just words, words are powerful, but the energy behind them is more important. So that's why affirmations are great, but only if they're actually moving your energy. But if they're not, it can actually do the opposite, the contrary. It can actually because make it worse. Because you're so aware. Yeah. Yeah. You keep saying it. And you want it so <laughs> strongly. And all it's doing is making that strong discordance between what you desire and what you are more potent and therefore attracting more so from that state of being. So I loved that, that framework of, okay, what if you're receiving your thoughts? You don't have to think any other thoughts. So if you don't like your thoughts, change where you are inside and use meditation perhaps like you were beginning to say because it's like this clearing space yeah and it's funny too because it takes the load off of you because if you think i am my brain and i have to think these (laughs) things and i have to remember these things then you are running around believing that if you forget something it's gone like ah i lost that forever (laughs) it's not no that's just the state that you were in That's why, and here's a perfect example of, say, flowing. Anyone can relate to this, no matter what, who they are. At some point in their life, recently or in the past or whatever, they've been in places where they're in so much joy around friends or an environment where they're just laughing and they're just joking and there's no thought. You're just being 
and you're just flowing and things are just coming out of you. And then it's dovetailing perfectly what other people are saying and vice versa. It's just going. It's just like this group collective flow of joy. And if people think to those moments, they're not sitting there going, hmm, I need to say this. I'll wait till it's my turn. You know, you're just being that. That's the highest place of being. And people have been there for sure without consumption of substances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which could help people. Sometimes I know like in, in, in celebratory situations like that, people will indulge in stuff like alcohol to to take that edge off and they they start flowing more but you're right i mean it does but it's not, not necessary does not hinge on anything conditional whatsoever but people can remember at times whether they were younger or even mm-hmm. recently or whatever and remember your age where you've been in those states where you're just exuberant and you're just flowing and there's no thought it's just coming around you through you everyone that's the same thing that's a perfect example of it so when you're in those higher states of being it's it's faster it's more energy lower states of being is more dense it's slower. So it manifests slower as well. So that's a good news too. This is what's so beautiful is that no matter what, everything is always trending towards higher states of being always hundred percent. And so when you're in lower states of being manifestations are slower, everything is slower. And it's almost like a buffer that gives you an opportunity to change it and shift it before it happens. Because yes, when you're in those higher yes, yes, states, yes. it happens much faster, which is why I gave the example of, okay, well, I'm not feeling that great. Well, it's not, and for me, when I say not that great, it's like, to most people would probably be like, you know, come on, negligible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. That's not, they that's wouldn't even notice it. but yeah, <laughs> I'll change it. And then because it's so fast, like I said, I'll see the evidence of it within maybe sometimes an hour, sometimes 10 minutes, like mm-hmm. literally. And so that's the point. Those higher states attract that much faster, more energy flows from that. And that's something I didn't say before. And it's come to me a few times. And I've thought about that. That is a, a thing that people, I think if they understand or experience, then it also takes the edge off because then they don't feel like, oh, I'm in a bad place. This sucks. That means something's going to happen bad. Well, you know what I mean? Like there's this concern. No, you got, so much, yeah. Yeah, you got so much more time to change that. And that's the whole beauty of it. And so going back also to what you were talking about with like being the receiver, not thinking, uh, having to think it and push it out. That I mean, if you think about meditation, regardless of what we're talking about, everyone knows you're really just trying to quiet the mind. So at that very kind of superficial understanding what is that doing i mean you can just think about that from the quote logical mind and and try to understand what that's doing why do you feel better when you're not thinking because the thoughts are what keeping you in those states so then when you take away the thoughts you naturally go back to the higher states of being that you are by default and then if you've ever meditated anyone not you but anyone in particular and they have felt that shift and then they come out of it they're thinking differently and then they're they're probably having solutions to maybe a problem that they were having or whatever so right there i mean it's pretty evident that at the very basic level that's what's happening it's just most people don't analyze it to that degree and it wasn't even me analyzing it to that degree it was just me observing it to that degree which anyone can do and that's why the more you do it anyone they will see it and witness it from their own perspective and their own level of understanding, which is why last time I think we talked or the time before that everyone has unique perspective that is beneficial for others to learn from. It's like contributing to the collective understanding. And so anyone who who does these things becomes an attractor for others, even if it's not in an environment like this. It might just be at their workplace or whatever they're doing. It's just allowing that energy to flow through them for others. And that's all we're doing. We're all just doing that for each other. 
Always. That's all it is. And it's just making it easier and easier for each of us. So I digressed a little bit, but those were some things that had come to me when we were talking the time before last, I think. And I was like, oh, yeah, that definitely makes it easier for people. What does? In the past, and some of the people I've talked to, they -hmm. feel like it's daunting to meditate and then like to understand all this stuff and it's overwhelming and it's like well just just do it slowly and then just witness the relief yes yes and everybody everybody knows what that feels like everyone wants to keep going to the places and being around the people that feel better and relieving and they might not know why on a conscious level yeah but a lot of people go to yoga and they like it because they they feel better afterwards yeah and at least all the places I ever taught, we always did that last pose at the end, Shavasana, where you're lying down on the ground and resting for like anywhere from one to 10 minutes. And yeah, people would leave and feel great and feel clear and, <laughs> and they just would keep coming back and start that process of being with themselves quietly and meditating. And it's even cooler because you're in a room of people doing the same thing. I remember my first yoga class I I ever took. The thing that stands out to me the most was that moment where we were all lying down on our backs and we all breathed in at the same time through our nose and we all breathed out of our mouth at the same time. And it just created this, that sound of like that exhale was so magical to me back then. I was like, wow, I've never heard people breathe together like this. And then they're the just lying there and there's they have music playing and mm-hmm. there's no speaking. And for some people, I, I bet for a lot of people who find themselves in a yoga class and they haven't done anything like that before, it's their first experience or one of their first experiences with like a more intentional meditation mm. where they're not just naturally in the flow with their friends or flow in their hobby or flow at work. It's like. That quiet, silent time. Yeah. I never thought, I haven't thought about with, that in a while. With but yeah. themselves. And yeah, I was thinking of another thing. When they're in that state, after they've meditated for however long and they go back into their workplace or their family life or whatever, they'll probably elicit different reactions from them. Or they'll start eliciting a different version of them. That is more in harmony with where they're coming from now. And when you say there, you're talking about the person who. Yes. Yes. Like after they meditate, yeah. come back from yo- yoga, yeah. <laughs> they they will probably unless something happens on the way home and they get all destabilized. <laughs> well, they, yeah. Which shouldn't happen, especially no, if they spent no. an hour. Yeah. <laughs> if they're aware, but there's so many jokes about, well, don't talk to me right now. I need coffee or don't talk to me right now. I need to go to yoga. (laughs) It's like the, the implication is after yoga, I'll be in a more clear state and then we can, I'll be better company basically. Yeah. It reminds me of a few days ago, maybe last week I told you just for fun, just for the heck of it. I took time out like three times during the day and I just jumped around for fun. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> for for like I don't even know like 30 seconds to a minute I had music on I was like okay this is my little break it felt completely silly but I would just jump around and have a great time for like 30 seconds to a minute three times morning afternoon and nighttime yeah and I went to hang out with some some people and 
I just, everyone was happy when mm-hmm. I got there. Like it was like that up energy that I had created in myself, the excitement for no reason was emanating from you. Kind of what I met in them. Like when I went to hang out with them, everyone was happy. They were joking. They were joking more than they usually would. And we all had fun. And so, and these are people that I know really well. And I, I, I really noticed a change and I was like, Hmm. And I, I remember texting you about that and you said, Oh yeah, that's totally you. Yeah. You know, you did, you did that. And <laughs> that I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that for me, that was, it felt so silly to do that, but it was this unconditional, I want to feel great. And I'm just going to jump around for fun. I'm even smiling right now because I can feel <laughs> yeah. that energy. It's like something I can create. Yes. Yes. And think about this. If you can do that, and anyone can do that, imagine just if a small portion of people were doing that, that how much influence that is collectively. It's the conscious influence. It's the unconsciousness that people refer to as the negative things because it's this simple. There's two ways of being or thinking or believing or experiencing reality. It's not me or it is me. And if it, if you acknowledge that it is you, and then you start learning how to harmonize with it and how you're creating it and how your, your relationship with it, life or whatever you want to call it, reality or whatever, mm-hmm. then you become better at doing that and creating your reality. And then you start seeing like you're talking about how much you're influencing others and other people then start to take notice of that and do the same. That's the light that I always talk about, the light of consciousness. And so if people continue to do that, then others notice and do the same and so on and so forth. (laughs) And then it becomes, instead of this chaotic, seemingly at least, place uh, on this planet or in different places around the planet or smaller groups of states or countries or cities or communities or whatever, then it's empowered because these people are aware of what they are doing. And that's why people gravitate to others too, that are aware in whatever regard they are of, of those states of being or of who they are or their influence. But you can't assert it under people's experience and just being it, people will notice it. But the thing for me that is so powerful about all of that is, and this is what we talked about before. And that's why I shared my story from the past, how mine was always extreme. It was either like really high and amazing or like, really just Mm -hmm. not that but when i started to realize that for so long i wanted to tell people but then and you've you and i've talked about this a lot it was easier just to be it and then people eventually will start asking and then when they start asking then they they know it themselves and for me this conversation especially your story like you're talking about and you even told that story about watson and like how you changed that uh dynamic Like these are all so powerful because it's real examples. And even if somebody was to listen to this, depending on where they're at and think, well, that's not possible. But the fact that they've heard this was for a reason. And then you can't unknow because we're all just the same consciousness, you know, from the broader or the broadest perspective. But then you play with it and then you start to see it. And that's how it begins. And some people, I think, and I've had a lot of conversations with people over the years about this. And I, I guess I'll go here and I, you actually helped me to do this, which is give more than just the vantage that I'm coming from. 
like, for example, well, some people might think this or say this. And, you know, you, you've done that a lot. <laughs> so sometimes I now consider that. But I will say something. There are have or there have been times in the past where I've maybe gone a little further where people than people were asking that I was talking to. And it feels overwhelming to them. Like, well, I have all that control. And then there's this concern that they're going to like mess it up. But like I was just talking about, you can't because you can only mess it up when you're in lower states. It's not like you just think something and it comes to be right then. It takes time for things to manifest. But some people, it's like, well, how do I even begin doing that? But it's a process. It's an unending, ever eternal process. But that is the awakening or the awakened state. And then knowing that. And so once you're there, you just play, you just have fun with it. It's not that serious, but it is a completely different shift. And I've said this before, it goes from living outside in to inside out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yeah, unconditional. Yeah. More, more unconditional. And all these things we're talking about are tools and examples of all the things that we have personally done to have a better relationship with that. And that to me is amazing, especially some of these stories, like what you just told jumping up and down. <laughs> yeah. It's it just, it's experimenting. And it's also just, it feels especially, well, I can't say especially, but I, I know where I'm coming from and how I feel in this body and just the, the, the logical thinking mind wants so much to believe. It feels like that the outside world is this way and you need a reason to feel this. And there's this cause and effect thing. And, and yeah, but I remember telling you about that. I was like, oh, I felt silly and I just wanted to jump up and down and have fun. And I did. And you said something like, well, there's this impulse to do that. Like you have this desire mm -hmm. to feel better. But then I had to I actually sat at the table for a second. I was like, I know there's no reason to do this, but I feel like doing it. And so, <laughs> instead of just doing it. Yeah. Not being impulsive, but but following. It's not like I was thinking anything of doing anything stupid. But this. my logical, but my logical mind was for a second was like, well, that's kind of silly, you know. And it's like, it's I know that's not me. I know that's like old conditioning of, yeah. well, you don't do that because people are gonna think you're silly or like it's almost like talking yourself self out of talking to your crush in high school. It's like or or something, and you really want to go talk to them, but you're like, yeah, well, you really shouldn't do that because what about all this? And you just talk yourself out of something that could be so fun. <laughs> yeah, and you said, well, next time. Just notice that tendency and, and just follow the impulse faster. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's this tendency, at least for me in the past, to think about things. And the logical mind wants to get in the way of the flow. Yeah. Because that's the conditioning. That's not you. Like you were just saying, that's your conditioning. That's from your, all of your conditioning from, you know, everything that you've experienced up until the moment, which is what we're all doing. So we're all just overcoming our conditioning. And I said that I think yes. in, in episode one or two, or just this amalgamation of conditions. And then when we realize that we start to decondition to our truer self. And then what we're doing is just getting better, better at always staying tuned to our true self, which is our broader perspective or soul or spirit or God or source or whatever you want to call it. And then that's all we're ever doing from that point forward is just finding better ways to tune to that and be in flow with that. But it doesn't mean, and I've said this before too, I think in episode three, that it doesn't mean that everything is always perfect then because the living of life is what adds to the better and more perfection. <laughs> you just live it and then you notice something that's that you want to be improved, but you don't have to do anything to make it improved. 
the life will give it to you. You just have to then be in flow with the answer that then the observation of it gives. I've been in those states so subtly that it's incredible. I've been there. I haven't been there in a while (laughs) because it takes a lot of practice, but I've been there where something is happening that is so potent and I have so little attachment. I have no attachment and I can see it as this moment of like, say problem that most people would label it as. And then within moments, the answer is there, but I could have stayed there in that problem for hours or days or weeks or months. Mm, Right. But it, but that's the whole point. That's the life giving me this thing to show me, okay, I don't like that. Now give me the answer. And the answer will come and it's from God or source or whatever you want to call it. People attribute it to like this consciousness that is like a human consciousness, but it's this source of love (laughs) that's always giving us what we're asking for. That's the whole funny to me part of it. It's not a arbiter from this like limited consciousness. It is all, (laughs) you know, it's this broadest perception that is beyond time and space. And if we understand that to a, a just tiny bit of a degree, if we could just somewhat fathom that in some way and recognize that the, the path to what we're asking for is always right here, right now in this perfect moment, that every single moment is always perfect, always. Yes. And then you're not attached to what it is and realize that this was something I was asking for, for something better to come. And so for me, that story of like, oh, well, this is silly. And I kind of, you know, went a little deeper there, but that is part of it. It's this condition. But because you even acknowledge and were able to observe in this kind of meta-analysis way that I was even doing that for a moment, the next time you'll be more in tune to that impulse to whatever it is. It may not be jumping up and down. It might just be something else. But then you're then more aware of that potential conditioning coming up and then moving through it again and so on and so forth. There's no regression. It's just continual observation to the improved awareness. So this, this makes me come back to something I said earlier in the episode, which is about being in that state all day long as much as possible, because I feel like that feeling of just wanting to feel better and the idea of jumping up and down or something like that. There are these impulses that I get often and I'm, and as I pay attention to what one of them feels like, I, I become more aware of these other nudges I'm given or that come up to go here, or do there, call mom now or like Texas person now. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like you're saying that first step of realizing it's you and it's not not just a coincidence on the outside. Mm. There's this reflection back and forth relationship. Yeah. Yeah, that helps you start that process of like, okay, like what else, what else am I being asked to do? Like, what, what does my, my inner source, if we can call it that, want me to do? Should, let's call mom now. Let's not wait till. Yeah. Not, not suppress it. Or like, like the logical mind, like don't, you need a reason to jump up and down and feel like funny like that. And so if people are used to talking themselves out of things or suppressing these impulses, yeah, everything we're saying, I think just helps invite them more. And, and I guess what I'm saying is maybe there are these impulses all the time, all the time, all the time, even right now. Yeah. But we have to allow them in and not feel silly about follow following the flow. Maybe that's something like not feeling silly to follow these impulses in the flow. That is so well said. Yeah. Because if you're not aware that that is, there's a reason for all those things that there is this communication with yourself 
broader self or inner source. I mean, like I said, in the first one, we're probably gonna have a lot of different kind of jargon for this, but it's because there's so many different ways to refer to it. Um, then you're not aware that there's a reason that that's happening in that moment. So then, yeah, of course, it just becomes then the logical way of interacting with self and world and life. And that is, oh, there's a thought. Let me note that down. I got to do that later. Then you're not in the flow of it. And then later isn't the time you were supposed to do it. And then it doesn't work out. And you're like, well, I thought I needed to do this. And everything just becomes so much work. It's just a work and a task list and this and this and a to do. Like, it's not flow. It's just doing. (laughs) What do you think about this? So let's say, you know, you get an impulse to text someone or to call someone and you wait. Do you feel like in that moment that you received that impulse about that, that they, the other person, even on a subconscious level is in a more open state? Okay. And so maybe if if I was, I want, I wanted more clarity on what you thought about that, because let's say you, you have that impulse and you're like, oh, I'll text them in a minute. And then you, you wait And then let's say you wait till the end of the day and then you text them and then, I don't know, maybe they don't pick up when they would have picked up or they're not in the same energy state that they were. 100%. Okay. So even 30 minutes can make a difference. Mm, I always wondered that. That's why sometimes it can be super potent. We're like, oh my goodness. Like, and you can feel it so strong because you're feeling something that they are as well. Sometimes it's subtle. It's like, oh, I need to text. Like you're saying, I need to text my mom right now. Or, but then sometimes there's these, and people know this, there's a, it may not even be text. And I just be like, I have to do this right now. Like it's so strong. Yes. And then it just leads to something and something and something. And it's just like, whoa. And that, that's the same thing all day, every day. But yes, that's because we are all connected. That's the thing though. People have to know how connected we are and how do they know by these things we're talking about to practice it and, and then to witness it themselves. But then when you know that, then when you have an impulse, you're never just t- putting it off ever because you're like, oh, this is for a reason for sure. And even me, sometimes I'll I'll be in my head and I'm like, no, wait. And there's but the, but the reason I'm saying I'm going to wait is because some reason that I have conditioned myself. Because there's something about that person that I have. Thought recently, say it's somebody that I'm supposed to reach out to. And then I created some story just, you know, the day before about something because I was thinking (laughs) (laughs) and then that happens. And then I'm thinking that same thing that I was thinking instead of like repeating this thought instead of like, you know, just being in flow with it. But what I'm describing is so subtle. So if you're in flow, let's say that we're we are successfully in flow and it sounds like you're living from this more feeling place mm-hmm. and not quest- questioning. So you're not thinking about anything really so much. You're just aware, aware. What, what is the best role of your thinking mind in the flow state? Like what besides communicating, besides talking, besides all those functions and mm. remembering, like what is the, the best role for <laughs> your thinking mind? <laughs> It's a great question. I love it. Does it have a role in the flow, the flow state? Uh, I mean, there's different layers of it and I could even use my own experience to kind of elucidate that progression. But for example, 
no one doesn't have something, some kind of creative or expression that they do in some way. But at some point in their lives, people have created or been in that flow, say, where they're making something, where they're not thinking at all. Like maybe you with your painting or playing piano or something. Kind of use that as an example. And I want to ask this question for you and then I can bounce it off of that. So when you're, say you're painting, I'm not saying you're not thinking at all, but when you're really letting that stuff just come out onto the canvas in the most potent ways where you just go for hours, how much are you thinking and what are you thinking about? Um, you know, well, if those specifically with painting, I did a really in-depth painting this year and yeah, I would spend hours on it and it was fun. Like I had this energy to do this painting and I was totally in this flow. Like I, it was fine that it was taking, you know, a couple hours at a time. And I would listen to music and just mix colors. And it was more like my senses. I was just more aware of like the smell of the paint and mixing the colors and just being in the now moment, I suppose. Yeah. But sometimes I would uh, just talk to myself a little bit like, no, that's the wrong color. Let's mix it again and just kind of talk to myself. So I guess with the thinking, it's just like a reflection on what I was doing. But yeah, it's not like I was thinking about, oh, what's happening outside of this canvas or this room. Yeah. It was just it was just like what's right here in front of me. And let's just make make this color right. It was really all about that. All my senses, the shapes. And yeah, that was it. It was just fun. <laughs> so it's like your thoughts were coming out as words to yourself. Yeah, it was like I would talk to myself and be like, yeah, well, yeah. Or Watson would come in and, and it wasn't like it was just me in this vacuum and he would like run off with something and <laughs> yeah you're aware that you are thinking and even really communicating with yourself it was like just the the energy was there like i, I yeah when there's but you were feeling more than flow. you were thinking you were feeling it i was you absolutely were doing, yes. and then yep. thoughts were happening and communication with self was happening and the thoughts were about the thing. The thoughts were about the painting, yes. not about the weather or my family or anything. It's just about the painting. And that's the same kind of thing when you're just doing it day in and day out. Actually, you know what? We did have a conversation about this yesterday, Eve, a little bit. We were talking about uh, the awareness of perfection of any moment or uh, symbolism. You talked about symbolism. And so mm. that's kind of what is happening when you're in those states. You're aware like this person's coming to me because of this. But it's it's the same, say, like with painting. You're like, okay, well, this color needs to be here. You know, I mean, it's so simple and subtle and you're just kind of observing the reflection. And that's the same thing when you're just doing it out in life where, oh, that person was reflecting this and that. You're not thinking it. You're just observing it. And it's it's like this communication with self. And it's it sounds complex yes. when you talk about it to others who have never been there. But it's not because it's so effortless and it's just this observation. Well, let me think. I, I was even asking myself, like for the symbolism of stuff, I guess we're talking about, well, like, why do you rendezvous with the people you rendezvous with? Like, if nothing is really coincidental, yeah. what is this? What is this reason that that I had this conversation? And what's the reason that I saw this? And I know that you can just kind of go insane and think about every little tiny thing. But, but that I feel like. There's value in that for sure. And I even asked myself that about that painting. I was like, why did this painting come into my awareness? Why am I painting this one? And like, there's of all the ones that exist. And I even mentioned to you that there was a little girl in that painting that looks like me. Mm -hmm. Like there's a little girl that looks like me when I was a kid. And it's just like this, this deeper symbolism that could help things make more sense. 
And I don't feel like you could ever ask someone else if it's right. It's just this feeling sense of like, oh my gosh, I can see how that, like, why am I, why is this in my life? Basically. Yeah. It really helps. It really helps make things make more sense. Of course. And what you're getting to is what I've talked about before, where you can go to the depths as as far as you want and really see in every single second why things are happening, but you don't need to. All it really comes down to is knowing that it is you and how do I develop the best harmonious relationship with it, and my, which is me, which is myself. And that's what it is. It's always just developing the best harmonious balanced relationship. It's two phases in my opinion, the awakening phase and then the harmonizing phase. The awakening phase is what most people that we're coming into collectively don't really ever get to, but that's happening. And I definitely see it more so with younger people where they're aware that it's them. And then after that, then it's just about continuously developing that relationship with self. And the more you develop that relationship with self, the better you develop that relationship with everyone around you because they are doing the same and you're attracting the same people are doing the same thing. The harmonizing. So that's the harmonizing part. Okay. So, hmm. So when you start to develop that relationship with self and perhaps you're meditating or you're doing whatever activity helps you meditate and flow. Could we say then that the, the people and circumstances that you line up with, if they start changing, does, do you feel like that means those circumstances and places and people are changing because they're harmonizing with you and they're more thinking the way you're thinking now or like like what if someone started doing this and really getting in touch with themselves and meditating a lot and then a whole bunch of people fell away like they like they kind of started being distant from a friend or they do you know what i'm saying a job changed yeah that's part of it for sure absolutely there's no way maybe there's no way some of those things are going to happen they were they were part of that journey they're part of that place in the journey yeah that's a a great point the harmonizing process. Okay. Anyone has in any time of their life has had those situations and they're attached to them, you know, even before they have this awareness that it's them perhaps. And it's like, well, I, that person, I no longer have a relationship and I I used to, and I knew them a whole life. And then it's like, they try to understand it, but they try to understand it externally because they think it's just outside of them. They don't realize it was them. And that was, that person was playing a role. I've said the role thing, I think almost every episode. But we play roles for each other. <laughs> and, the right, es- like, yeah. <laughs> and the essence of us is beyond time and space. Even if you never talk to that person again, we're eternal beings. We, we came here knowing some of the roles that we we're going to have with each other. And we still love each other, even though we're not necessarily in each other's lives, even if it's forever. But it doesn't have to be. It, it, you, just, you just know that it's you. I mean, you have to you have to see that it's you before you know that it's you. And then when you know that it's you, you're you have that person's essence with you all along. People, because we're just energy and we're just consciousness, we are then carrying. This is why people that and I think I said this last time that transition into non-physical, we still embody that person within ourselves and we project it onto other things. That's why. And I talk about this with I've talked about this with my mother for years because of her dog and she even just made a comment about it i was at my cousin's birthday yesterday and she made a comment about her dog that she had that she got from my grandma acts like her old dog and i used to tell her that that was going to happen because it's her it's within her and it's projecting onto her newer dog and this newer dog didn't even know my mother's old dog in this way 
and she does all these behaviors. And that's why people have always said, well, they're living within you. Yeah, because the energy is still there. And that's the same thing with people in relationships that don't necessarily physically transition, but it's still within you. And then it's moving you to the next phase of you. Imagine if we came into this life and we had a hundred people that we knew and we only knew those hundred people, the whole physical experience, <laughs> we'd never grow. And how boring would that know. be? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that I agree with that because if those hundred people. But there has to be contrast. If what would those hundred people be interacting with? Each other. <laughs> There's so much more expansiveness than that. It's like an island. If you're living on an island, someone might think that because they think that, well, I'm always learning and they are too, but they're, every single person is having just the same complex experience as you are or I am. And that contributes to the whole and even in that individual dynamics. And so even if anyone at any given time, say, is connected to 20 people only, those are 20 completely unique dynamics exponential to each other dynamic. And so if you were just in this void with just 100, even for the whole duration of life, there's not much to expand from. Well, hang on, hang on. So in the context of like, a, let's take monogamy, let's take a monogamous relationship, which is a, you know, a model mm. that a lot of people use and a lot of people do get married. Love it. And at least, at least here you get married to one person. Yeah. And so you're, you're bound and at least legally to this person for a while. And I mean, everybody has their own agreements that they make. Yeah. But yeah, in a monogamous relationship where you're with this one person, do you feel like there is a way to continue expanding in that context with that person? For sure. Is there like, is there something there in that? Absolutely. That, that, that close up interaction that's valuable just as much as the expansive, you know, interacting with everybody. For sure. Kind of thing. Okay. So can you run with that for a second? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're also not in just that dynamic. They're having interactions with others. It almost sounds like you're saying like, well, like you reach a certain growing plateau with people, which could be true. Like, but then they're just, they're showing perhaps your plateau within you. But, but yes. then it almost, this could be totally wrong, but it almost sounds like you're saying, well, then just hop on to someone else. <laughs> just hop, <laughs> hop on to someone else. And I'm not even saying that's wrong because, you know, I'm just talking about a romantic uh, sure. interaction at this point. I almost, yeah, like what if, what if there was a way to, you know, stay in this interaction with this one person and just continue growing with there each is. other with For this? Sure. But, but what are the conditions of that then? Like, how do you keep expanding with fewer people? If you just had this one person, you're on an island. Okay. Let's say you're on an island <laughs> with this one person. How do you keep expanding together? Just you two. It depends on where your state is. Are you in the awakened state or are you not? That's the biggest difference. Does, do both people have to be? I don't think they have to, but if they're not, then they're in proximity. Otherwise they wouldn't be in the rendezvous. Mm, mm. 
<laughs> this just came to mind. I had to bring this up. No, but I because, love this. Because a lot of people are in these close, intimate relationships with their best friend, with their spouse, with their boyfriend, with whoever it is, their family member. So there's got to be something there that's of value, I feel like. Well, at least my my proclivities say that. For like, sure. I don't want it. I don't want it. I love interacting with everyone and there everyone is available. Like on the internet, you can go anywhere. But like, what is this about? Is there anything to that? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And even people that don't necessarily know that they're doing it and they're in relationships, they're growing tremendously in those intimate relationships. I mean, they're reflecting each other, even if they're not aware of it for years or decades. I mean, I've worked with so many different types of people and it's still happening and that's part of their path. And sometimes people go their whole lives and sometimes at the end of their lives or even towards the end, I've known people older people. I mean, I've, it's so funny the people I've talked to over the years. I mean, I'm just that kind of person. I talk to everybody. I will spend four hours talking to some random guy who's 70 years old in Encinitas on a park bench just about life. Like it's just, I've, I can't tell you the conversations I've had with so many people, but I've seen so much as a result of that too. I've seen so much. And then I've recognized the energy that was transferred in those experiences through meditation over the years as well. Like that I was always doing that even before this and I didn't know why until later. But the point is I've talked about people and their dynamics and their relationships and some people then stay in things because of an obligation or whatever, but they're not aware at that time that they were doing it. They're doing that. But there is a difference in people that are awakened that are then attracting somebody that they can expand with eternally, non-physically as well. And so there is, there is this option, but when you come into the physical experience, you're not aware of that. You're not self-aware immediately. So you might have right. a relationship that is 20, 30, 40 years that you're discovering that through, or you might have five in the course of 15 that you're discovering that through. But there is this ability to find that person and do that. I'm not saying that, oh, you can't, there's never this potential to be in just one relationship. I actually think that is the ultimate potential. And you're saying when both people are awakened, I, I think we had defined that earlier as you, you accept that you create your, your life, you accept, you create your reality. And so if you have two people that believe that, that's sort of the, the beginning ingredients of this expansive relationship. Is that right? Yeah. I can see how, you know, that, that just having that would fix or, um, mediate a lot of problems that yeah. people have in their, their best friendships, their close romantic relationships, because if you don't accept that, it's like their fault yeah. or yeah, it's so easy to blame them or want them to be different, different. or m more or <laughs> expect them to do something for you. And it's like, you don't know, you source it. So I could see yeah. yeah, we need to do like relationship uh, podcasts or or <laughs> yeah. something. To I feel like that. Don't you think that would help so much? For sure. Or your your best friend and they For do sure. something, and instead of being like, "What is this asking from me? How did I?" Not blaming yourself, but just that process of like, "What did we do together? What is that?" Yeah, I mean, I've worked with people in relationships in this way, not like both people, but one side of it, because you only need one side of it to really make that impact. Yeah, I, I can just see how that would be so empowering for people and not only uh, save relationships, but mend them and then make them even better and stronger and be, be that expansive uh, potential for each other. Yeah. 
which sounds so fun. Yeah. I can think in the last year, some of the people, <laughs> it's funny because the relationships always become the biggest point of contention. It's like people will start, this is what always happens. People will start <laughs> to understand and they're playing with it and they're having so much fun. And then they're like, this is every single time. This is what happens. <laughs> it makes me laugh. And they're like, I got to get away from this. And it's always the thing that's closest to them. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's you. <laughs> That's your truest transmutation. And if it's people that are single, it's it's oftentimes family or their job. And if it's people that are in relationships. Ah, uh, right. Like I need to leave and find myself now. Well, now because this place sucks because they don't know what I know <laughs> and it's no good. Mm, right. But if they're okay. in a relationship, then it's, this person has been doing all these things. And if they're aware and they recognize of, of it being them, but now it's, it's easier for them just to go somewhere else. No, because that's still within you. <laughs> that is still coming from you. You have to transmute yeah, that tricky. energy, which is why we say all we're ever doing is transmuting energy. We are just energy and we are the transmuters of that energy. You don't go somewhere else to find new energy. It's still within you, which is the same thing I was talking about with consciousness and the story with my mother and her dog and the animals or people and us seeing other people that we knew from the past and others that we meet now. And well, I have to say this again. I'm just thinking, I'm thinking again about that jumping up and down day because I'm, I'm a happy person and I, I like sharing happy things, but that was a different thing for me to do. Just jump up and down and be silly. And, and I have to tell you, like when I was with those people and they were so like, it was like, I, I, I met up with them when they were in that similar state too. And it's like just doing something like that and managing my own energy really created a, a noticeable change in them and how we were interacting. So that gives me a lot of hope for, for what we're talking about. Like really, if there's something in front of me that seems really hard, maybe it involves someone else instead of trying to like think about it a lot or talk about it with them a lot first, just come back to myself figure out where I'm coming from, from my energy, and then go back into whatever it is. And as best as possible, keep that state up regardless of what it's showing me. What you're saying is a perfect thing that I was talking about. And I talked about this in a previous episode too, about how I was moving through states and I was being in these states for hours and I would see thoughts being released. I would see them like literally like expunging thoughts and like old patterns. But that was part of my process, but I don't do that now. Because now I know it doesn't matter. And also because I don't have anything that I have of kind of like crystallized in my experience that's of, say, negative patterns or beliefs because they get removed from me immediately. So at some point, you don't have to figure it out. You just keep letting it go. And uh, then you're just constantly going back to that state. And so the more you do that, the less work it is over time because you've already done that. So you said it takes some time for things to show themselves to you, not necessarily, but if you change your state, let's say someone uh, manages their energy and they they come into these higher states through meditation. They go back into their workplace or wherever is the most contrast, the most contrast, meaning that maybe the most difficulty or the most like direct reflection. Yeah of stuff they've got going on. And maybe, maybe they don't see a direct reflection of their new state immediately. 
like in their, that maybe people, maybe they're in a great mood. They go into their job or work and they're in a great mood and other people are still, still (laughs) kind of the same. And so it's not, it's like not being disappointed about that and just staying, don't care about what they're doing. Just stay in that state unconditionally as best as possible. Yeah. That's exactly what I was talking about. How, when I have done this with people, that's why they try to leave those things because they're like, that's not who I am and I don't like it. And I'm like, of course you don't like it, but that's the old you that you are now shifting. And this is your, that's perfectly said because, and here's the way to think about it from the quote, logical mind. If those things were projections of you before you knew they were projections of you, then in your changing them by changing self, and then those ultimately reflecting that, then you've actually made those changes within you. Because if you were to leave, those things will manifest again in a different way. And then you'll leave again and you'll leave again. You'll keep leaving again until you just say, I have to be by myself forever. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) The sooner you acknowledge that, okay, well, now my work is to then stay here and then watch these things change over time. Then it happens faster and faster. Yeah, because you're not trying to control everybody outside of you. Be like, hey, (laughs) you just do you. But what's so funny is that process takes so long because people initially want it to be different so bad because it's so striking now. Whereas before it was like, yeah, whatever. But then when they recognize how good they can feel and how they can control it, those environments are so much more extreme now is the point. And so, but the thing is, And then people are wanting to change them so fast and that's actually slowing them down. But if they just keep being it, those things will change fast. But that's, that's what I always see. And that's a good, good point is that if people recognize the more you stay there and not respond to those old environments, those things will change. And what's awesome about it is not only will they change, but you will be moved where you're supposed to go because things will happen that are you guiding yourself like you might lose that job or that friend might move somewhere or whatever but you don't have to do anything you don't have to make those changes that's why when people like i gotta leave this relationship right i gotta leave this job now no just keep being it and what you are being will happen (laughs) and i love that because it's like you don't have to resist what's happening in your now now moment we can it can all be you can be in this flow and it doesn't have to be butterflies and rainbows immediately you can still stay and not not ignore or deny what you're seeing in front of you but not have it mean anything other than what you want it to mean and be in this high if i can call it that a higher state and then it'll it'll shift as it needs to on its own Instead of you like picking yourself up and moving and maybe that is an impulse someone has. Maybe that is like a natural impulse of like, hey, it's not a running away or retreating feeling. It's like, hey, I want to go here now. And maybe that does happen. Oh, it does. Yeah, for sure. There might be something that's so obvious and apparent. And it's like, well, here is this action. Why would I not do this? Um, So I'm not saying like, but there is a difference. It's just acknowledging where you're coming from. It's acknowledging I want to get away from here because it sucks. Or I want to go there because that's awesome. Yeah, that is a big difference. That's a great. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, with anything. And most people are saying, I want to I want to leave here because it sucks. Mm, yes. And then you're just going somewhere else. that sucks. <laughs> oh, gosh. Because you can't run away from you. It's funny because when I started doing this, I didn't realize there is a consistent experience with everybody. That's why I always say it's relative. It doesn't matter how intense it is. It doesn't matter if it's a motorcycle wreck or a failed 20-year relationship. It's all relative. And when I started doing this with people a while back, I noticed that so obviously. That's when I would notice these stages, so to speak, because that first initial shift is so powerful and they want it to be that way immediately. And it's like, yes. it, it will just, just, just keep being it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Cause if you're in that, if you're in that high state, if you feel great, I mean, there shouldn't be any impatience about anything anyhow. Cause you'd be so in a, in such a great mood. Yeah. You'd be like, well, I'm not waiting for anything to, it doesn't matter if it did or not. Cause I control how I feel. Yeah. So yeah, you can. Do whatever you do. And well, it's because those dynamics are so ingrained. Yes. Because you're feeling different. And then when you go back into that dynamic, and this is what I always talk about, you can feel once you start getting into those states, you're so much more aware of energy. It's not even like the, the environment or the behavior. It's the energy. You can actually feel the energy of environments collectively, of individual people. Like you can feel it. It's, it's so potent. And so then you don't want to feel that. But that's then kind of at that more subtle level understanding how to feel it but not absorb it and take it on just be that still and all that ever is doing is creating this this resiliency to being affected energetically and that's for me all i'm ever doing i'm just feeling their energy Mm. (laughs) so it's like i don't care what they say anyways i'm just trying to maintain my energy when i can feel where they're at and it doesn't matter the words the words are just placeholders for energy words are like feathers in the wind Right. And the wind is really what's moving everything. The unseen. Yeah. It reminds me of I I went to the Costa Rica yoga teacher training this summer and uh, we did this this exercise. It was in the meditation class. We did this interesting meditation exercise where we were paired with a person and we had to guide each other around this giant circular room and we had to close our eyes. Well, not both people. Like I would close my eyes and my partner was only allowed to use touch like on my shoulders to help guide me around the room. So I would walk forward and I wouldn't know if I was going to walk into a person or to the wall, but I couldn't open my eyes and my partner wouldn't be able to say anything and just kind of touched like a shoulder or my back to help me stop or go or turn. And our teacher was making comments throughout this practice. And he said something like, well, what if this was like the way you move through life? Like, what if this kind of trust was the way life was moving Mm. you? Like, there's just this kind of unspoken little nudge and, and our partners would obviously do a really great job. They wouldn't let us walk into walls or because <laughs> yeah. there were like 30 people in there, you know, so yeah. we're all walking in a circle. <laughs> I can't see anything. Yeah. And then, then we even did a, um, a version where, Oh my gosh, I think, um, like they, they weren't touching the whole time. So I would walk with my eyes closed, like blindly. And then only when I was going to run into an obstacle, maybe would my partner touch my shoulder. Mm. And so there was like this, this awareness of like the trust that you could build with someone. And I liked that idea of having trust in, 
And I think he used the word God or source. Like what was, what if this was like your relationship with God in your life or the source in your life? And I loved that. It's not like this thinking thing. You can't necessarily see where you're going, but you can feel and trust yeah. these little, these little nudges and pokes and just trust that like you're being guided. And yeah, yeah instead, yeah, there's definitely this trust and trusting energy to that. Yeah. I love that for so many reasons also too, because you're then more in those experiences um, potentially tuning into the ability to sense things because you trust that something is going to stop you from being injured or hurt. And so therefore your fear is kind of gone. And so that's kind of analogous. What's like, if you can remove your fear from life because you know that there's something guiding you, then you're more inclined to play and test things and try things because you have this trust and both belief. And that's, to me, kind of analogous to that. Whereas if you think that you always have to be aware and be on guard and look around and see what's going, you know, then you're not willing or able to tap into those more subtle things, like actually yeah, feeling. It's all feel, exactly. Yeah. And then also that is that ability to, to say even that there's something that's gently nudging you or tapping you or helping guiding you. But, there, but then also knowing that there is a, an ability to develop a relationship with that. And the more you practice, like say, for example, that's a perfect analogy to meditation. Say you did that every day with that person for a year. Like you would probably get so much more subtly connected to that person's touch. You may not even need their touch because you were also just trusting that person was going to do it if you needed to, that you were actually able to sense more things around you. And that's the same kind of thing with the, medita with the practice or meditation or yoga or whatever, because you're staying more in tune to that kind of inner state or uh, the subtlety of things, you're getting better at sensing those things. That's the same thing. You're just getting better at sensing what is already there. And therefore, you're able to navigate and be more in harmony with what's happening around you. <laughs> even if it wasn't in that same circular room and you're actually out in, say, outdoors even. Yes, yes. I just thought it was a really interesting exercise. And, you know, it takes away the control. Like you couldn't see where you're going. And so you really had to just depend on this person. But I liked how the person could symbolize your own self. Like, yeah, whatever, whatever someone wants to say, God, source, intuition. Yeah. Energy, what, whatever it is. This, yeah. Practicing letting go of control and feeling and trusting. And jumping up and down more. Yes. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to do that after after this podcast Today. i'm yeah. definitely gonna do that yeah i mean like I've there's so much it. there's so much energy in, yeah. inside just kind of using it i mean that's a perfect practice and a perfect example to show someone like and it's kind of like when people work out but you don't have to work out if you're just like if i'm jumping up and down and i'm acting like i'm excited you're using this slight condition of yourself but it's still kind of you so you're doing it you're taking the action and then you feel that excitement. I mean, cool, you know, do that. And I, it's funny because I remember a long time ago when I first started delving into my understanding of self, and I think it was around the same time I was doing, starting to do yoga, but it was after that wreck for sure. And I was watching a lot of TED Talks back then. And there was a woman who talked about the power stance or something. And, mm -hmm. and I would do that. And this is a long time ago. And it worked for maybe like a couple of weeks. Um, because that's all it was serving me for that time. But same kind of thing. It's just intuitively, it's just really, it's like what we talk about. It's like, here's these things and tools that people create. 
But what, the more you connect with yourself, the more tools you create for yourself. And you keep creating more and more tools and understanding more and more. And then you start sharing those with other people, which is that unique perspective I always talk about that then do the same thing for them that helps them start connecting with themselves for maybe a year or two or five. And then they finally find that true connection and start sharing more with others and so on and so forth. And that's, that's the whole thing. And so this is another one of those things where it's like, Hey, just jump up and down for 30 seconds and act really excited and feel that. And Mm -hmm. I, and I even did that too, after you talked about that, like two days later. And then, for no reason other than to feel better, not to exercise, not for anything like that. Just because yeah. I w- wanted to, just because I felt like it. <laughs> yeah. And then I did. And I was like, yeah, I feel great now too. You know, <laughs> but, but I was obviously asking for that in some way too. And so, yeah, that's, that's the whole point though, is that we're always just creating more tools for ourselves that then we share with others. And that is really all we're ever really doing. Yes. Anyone, anywhere and anything that they do. <laughs> and it's funny because just to feel good, just to be happy, just to experience the manifestation of what that is, to be it and then witness the endless physical manifestation of it and not having to go to the depths. That's the one thing I learned from that year and the depths that I went to is that you can go as deep as you want and it's never ending. But at some point you realize there's just balance of just being and evolving, being and evolving. And it's just getting a little better all the time with that balance of that and ultimately you reach a place where you learn it's just about the being and the happy and the joy and the love and you can tune into it all day every day and that is the whole point but it takes a process and there is some time to that for sure (laughs) so um so yeah well i love that i I actually think that's a good place to end this one yeah kind of wrap this one up and uh yeah, maybe we go into hmm, more more fun, like practical ways to to do that. Yeah. Next next time, like I'd actually like to maybe do a meditation, you know, like just have a little taste of a, of a meditation. Yeah. When we said that the last two times, but I'll, I definitely feel that. I mean, just like a three minute one. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's also we have these intentions that are a week apart. And a lot transpires energetically. <laughs> That's true. And everything gets done. Everything gets done. And I, I remember I have, I just, I, I'm still sticky in my consciousness. Like if something is said, I remember it. So <laughs> yeah. if there's something we said we're going to do, I'll remember it. So yeah. everything will get, will get done. For in the sure. Time. Well, awesome. Once again, I appreciate you so much. This is so fun. Um, uh, I think the ones that we've been doing the last two what did we go here 130 so yeah i i mean people have really enjoyed these and i really feel like we found kind of the the uh the flow really and it feels effortless and it feels great um so yeah i i thank you again so much i have so much fun doing these me too Uh, so much fun yeah all right everyone number six we will see you next time thanks Yeah.